You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall Podcast, broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall Studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. The building is over 336,000 square feet and is full of over 650 classics for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Check out all the inventory on the website, ClassicAutomall.com. If you have any questions for our host or guest, email us at podcast at ClassicAutomall.com. Now on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Steve and Ethan. Good morning. Yeah, how you doing? It feels, <laughs> it feels like months since I've seen you. Guys. It is. It's been a couple of weeks. It has been a couple of weeks. We recorded some. We put some in the can, in as, the they, can. as they like to say. We had Steve Mignante and uh, Ray Evernham on the show, and those were good ones to have in the can. I'm so looking forward to that auction. I've, I've never looked more forward to an auction. Oh, man, a week from Saturday in, in our current date, or actually it'll be a week from today when we're airing. Because it's a, it's next it's the following Saturday okay. they have a ten day sale. Oh, is it twenty first? Yeah, no. so, yeah. So Meekum Auction. For those of you who don't know what we're rambling on about here, uh, Meekum Auction starts actually. I think it starts today or tomorrow, and it runs ten days. And uh, Ray Evernham, our guest, uh, has thirty two cars and an engine, I believe, all no reserve. Did you see the estimate on the couple no. of the cars? The estimate on the Mario Andretti race car that he has was like a million six to two million. And the Westlake Eagle was like a million two to a million four or something. So big money, bigger money than yeah. I thought that, that it would be. But anyway, um, we wish him Godspeed and break a leg and whatever you say to somebody without jinxing it, uh, that he'll, he does. He'll be able to retire again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know why he said he was, he was thinning the herd so he could do By it all more. over again. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the affliction that we all have. And that's, that's what makes classic automobile go round and round. That's right. So, but anyway, uh, good luck to you a week from today, uh, on recording day. And, uh, we're recording at a different time during the week here. So it feels kind of odd because I'm going to be out of town because my son mm-hmm. is getting married on Sunday. Congratulations. Branson, Missouri. Wow. So yeah, it's crazy. That's three of the five that are, uh, out of the, uh, the herd and out of the wheel. <laughs> not, not really out of the wheel, but, uh, but anyway, um, but. Is it still a thing where the, uh, the bride's, uh, parents pay for, or is that, is that yeah, Pretty much that's the thing. Is I mean, it? I, I'm, seem to be getting some bills that maybe are uh, something to do with me. I don't know or not. But anyway, nonetheless, <laughs> uh, we are, uh, whatever it takes, you know, it's, uh, get them, get them out of the household. <laughs> We'll Honey, like, what is this catering bill? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I didn't expect that. Just yeah. pay it. Yeah, just up. pay it. We don't care. So anyway, uh, another great week here and some great consignments coming in. By the way, I know we had probably mentioned it on the other show. We're now sponsoring a uh, historic racing team, mm-hmm. Dinwiddie Motorsports. They were at Road Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. They'll be at Road America in July and then the Chattanooga Grand Prix uh, coming up in uh, October. And uh, uh, we're, we're a quasi-sponsor. We're not the full-fledged sponsor. But uh, we're kind of a sponsor of them, and next it'll be Formula One. So we're just easing our way. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But anyway, um, some of the new inventory this week. We got a dynamite uh, Copo Tribute Camaro, the green one. Did you fathom green? Mm -hmm. That's a great color. I love fathom green. Uh, The paint is 
stunning. It's got winner's aluminum heads and intake. It's a 454. Uh, it's a Copo car, Co- clone Copo. Copo clone, yeah. Which is stands for Central Office Production Order, for those of you who don't know. Most of you probably know that. And it was a way that <clears throat> dealers back in the day uh, could get around the ordering snafu of not being able to order a bigger motor for a car. So if you wanted to get a Camaro with a 427 in it, you mm-hmm. better have a way to, to know how to check a box and huh. send it to the right guy and you know throw some eye of newt over your shoulder and you could get the <laughs> Copo Camaro. So all these these guys like Yinko and Motion and all those guys figured it out and they were able to, to it actually started out for like municipalities to special order things uh-huh. and somehow the guys figured out the loophole because us car guys are kind of inventive when it comes to stuff <laughs> like that. So, uh, But anyway, that's a, uh, some new inventory we got in. Uh, we got a 69 Chevrolet. Everybody tries to correct me on this. A 69 Bel Air. Mm-hmm. People go, wait a minute. They didn't have Bel Airs mm-hmm. in 69. Well, yes, they did. And this thing's a monster, too. It's got a 454 in it as well. Uh, multiple show winner. It's dusk blue mm-hmm. uh, with a two-tone blue interior. And a dynamite car and really, really powerful. Got all the all the power you'd ever need. Uh, we also got in a 944 Porsche, which is, you know, kind of an entry-level sports car. Uh, we don't we haven't seen a lot of those here. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever seen a 924 Porsche, which was the precursor to that. And I guess I guess the precursor to that would be the 914, which we have quite a few of all That's of right. a sudden yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> got a glut of 914s. <laughs> a gaggle. So, uh, but anyway, uh, the 944 is Guards Red, which is a perfect Porsche color. Always. And uh, with black interior and uh, just, a, just a great car. And, you know, uh, like I said, affordable way to get into the hobby. Uh, and then we've talked about, you know, the, the fact that people don't always think of us as the daily driver get to work car place, but mm-hmm. we got a 96 uh, SL500 Roadster Mercedes with 25,000 miles mm-hmm. on it. The paint is like showroom mm-hmm. and it's got, you know, 358 or 85 horsepower or something crazy and a five liter. And the thing is beautiful. It's Imperial Red. It's another red, Imperial Red. So there's another name for red. Yep. And, uh, and uh, a dynamite car and one that you could use on a, on a regular basis as long as you maintain it and do all the right things and, and, uh, you know, take good care of it, then it'll take good care of you. And especially with only 25,000 original miles. I mean, you know, that's, that's the ones, that's, that's the ones that you want to get when you're looking at late model cars. That's the game changer. You know, you look at a late model car that's got 70,000 miles and it might be worth $10,000 and you got one that's got 70 miles on it, it might be worth a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. believe it or not. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, we, we don't advocate buying cars and, you know, holding them for a profit. We, buy, we like to advocate buy what you like. Drive. And love and drive and use it and, you know. And then if it's worth more money, then great. And if it's not, then, oh, well, that was not the, the purpose of it. So, but anyway, um, so some great inventory in uh, this week. And uh, we've got, uh, don't forget about our friends, the Cobra Experience in Martinez, California, giving away the uh, 68 GT500. Uh, that's in July. And if you go to CobraExperience.org uh, and put in the code CAM11, C-A-M-11, you'll receive 25 25- percent more tickets than you bought so and you could do the same here if you put in a code here you can get 25 more percent tickets than you bought here although we have no admission so right you don't you don't need a ticket to come in so right. um so yeah so don't forget about uh the cobra experience our friends out there and we'll have them on again before their uh, giveaway because that'll be interesting somebody's going to win a shelby gt 500 in red no doubt so uh man the list of cars sold this week <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to be like the guy with the FedEx commercial back in the day. So in the last two weeks, uh, ending on last Saturday, which is a week ago, whatever it is, day we're doing mm-hmm. this. This is the two weeks that we, where we sold cars to in the last two weeks. 
Here we go. This is April into May. April 23rd to May 2022. There you go. So 51 cars sold in those two weeks. Mm. And we sold them to Fort Pierce, Florida, Gray, Pennsylvania, Saluda, Virginia, North Attleboro, Massachusetts, Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, Whippany, New Jersey, Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania, Perry, Ohio, Heber City, Utah, Macedon, New York, Franklin, Tennessee, Westchester, Pennsylvania, London, Ontario, Canada, Moton, Pennsylvania, Littleton, Colorado, Nare, Warren, Victoria, Australia, (laughs) Manchester, Maryland, Port Charlotte, Florida, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Chester, Connecticut, Canadian, Texas, Walt, that sounds weird, Canadian, Texas. Never heard of it. Uh, Me neither. Walworth, New York, Sinking Spring, Pennsylvania. I just looked these up and pull them out of the you know <laughs> right, encyclopedia. Right. Um, Sinking Springs, Pennsylvania, Catlett, Virginia, Hanover, Pennsylvania, Landisville, Pennsylvania, St. Augustine, Florida, Springfield, Massachusetts, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Howard, Ohio, Sebring, Florida, Brant, Ontario, Canada, Tottawa, New Jersey, Charlotte, North Carolina, Milford, Delaware, Denver, Colorado, Ray, Michigan, Delanco, New Jersey, Lafayette Hill, Pennsylvania, Satanta, Kansas, Avon, Connecticut, Cambridge, Massachusetts, <laughs> Denham Springs, Louisiana, Camden, Delaware, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Silver Spring, Maryland, Warrington, Pennsylvania, Shelby, Michigan, Avon, Connecticut, Warwick, New York. Oh, God. Incredible. we got to stop selling so many cars here. Well, right? I think we're going to have to break it down by state <laughs> and do everything in Pennsylvania, everything in Delaware, and then oh, my God. That overseas. Will, I think so, I have a little bit of a buzz going on from You're that. dizzy. A little dizzy. I'll, I'll, do we have oxygen, Ethan? I need oxygen. So, uh, But anyway, hey, if you know of a great car or a friend of yours has a great car, you have a great car, give us a call. You know, we'd love to talk to you. Our whole business is basically a consignment business. We have almost 700 cars in here on consignment, and uh, we'd love to talk to you about your car. And if you got a car from a further distance, uh, you know, maybe you're down in North Carolina or South Carolina or Tennessee or Kentucky or wherever, give us a call. We have programs that we can work with you on that. We can kind of help alleviate some of the pain of the shipping cost and all that, although... Those costs keep going up just a little bit with the fuel prices going up. Diesel. Diesel, $6 and something, something cents. I, I don't know. It was just unbelievable. I, um, mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things that we can't control, so we just deal with it, and it's just part of the lexicon of what we do. And, and you know, hopefully uh, things will get better before they get worse. My stock market uh, portfolio is not looking very pretty. <laughs> none of, my none wife, of ours are. She keeps saying, my wife keeps saying, just sell it. I'm like, no, I'm not, I can't take the law. I'm going to go down with a ship. Yeah. I'm going to have my shares are going to all be worth a dollar a piece. And I'll say, well, but by golly. And see, I have I have stock in Ferrari, and then they didn't win last week. Oh, know, right. The one race. So, well, you know, I would always hope bet on hor- You can always bet on horses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, gosh, I, was, <laughs> I went over to the casino the other day to bet on the Kentucky Derby, and I should have bet the long shot. I just wanted to, and I thought, somebody oh, did. You know, somebody did. Yeah. I, I talked to a couple of friends. That was exciting to watch. It was amazing. And uh, he looked like he had a turbocharger on him. <laughs> he was just laying back for a while. Just laying back, and then all of a sudden, boost. he had three extra gears and some boost and, and all that. Did you see that? I just read the other. There's a new DeLorean coming. How did that? How did I miss that? Yeah, I don't know who owns it. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't think DeLorean owns the company. I, I well, maybe Wade knows. But, but we'll have to ask Wade on yeah. that. Wade, we'll have you. We're gonna bring you in in a minute. We'll uh, ask you some questions that maybe you know or don't know. Uh, but anyway, DeLorean.com. Apparently, they're going to reveal it on May the thirty first, and uh, it's kind of exciting. I think know? it's electric, right? I, I I'm sure it is. Yeah, I think I, so. You know what do I know? I I don't know enough about newer cars, unfortunately. But <clears throat> I do know an interesting thing that I read. 
in California that they're now targeting loud exhaust. Yep. And they are going to have sound activated enforcement of this. Because <laughs> there's nothing else going wrong in California. Yeah, so why not focus on this? I read that yesterday that 25% of the electric vehicle charging stations in San Francisco area don't even work. <laughs> so, because they can't get the diesel generator that powers them to work. Mm. Now, 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 now. Don't send letters or any of that. I'm right. just kidding around, you know. But they're saying six California cities will take part in this pilot program and it's 95 decibel for cars and 85 db for motorcycles i don't know what distance that is i don't know where they get those numbers it's going to run from like 2023 to 2027 Mm. but i was just reading up on like a current uh, testing a 2016 Porsche 911 GT3 RS makes 108. <laughs> You're already in violation from the factory. You can't even start it. You just have to push it out of the driveway like we used to do when we snuck my mom's car out. Mom, rest in heaven. I'm sorry I snuck your car out uh-huh. back in the day. And I had to unflip the breather. You remember <laughs> on a 455, my mom's Buick, you'd flip the breather and uh-huh. then it would sound really cool when you got onto it. Right. And uh, They have so. buttons for that now in, in, in cars. That you just- <laughs> I think that's the thing with electric cars. They'll just need a soundtrack. Yeah. Just wear headphones and then you want a sound of a Ferrari or a Formula One or whatever it is, then exactly. uh, the 2019 ZR1 and the McLaren S, uh, 5, or 720S Spider both register at 99 dB. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure you know, how that's going to all work, uh, but it'll be interesting. Well, now to that see. they've tackled the homeless problem in California, they, <laughs> they're looking for something to enforce. I thought we weren't going political. Right, Steve. we're not going to. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's it. Uh, <clears throat> I just saw him bring a trailer that a Lamborghini. This is this is you know interesting for guys of my generation. I grew up. Uh, I'm 60 years old, born in 62, and the 70s and the 80s were my era for cool cars and stuff. And the 88 Lamborghini Countach that bring a trailer with 7,000 miles brought 620 thousand dollars. Wow, isn't that crazy? And I've got a million more things to talk about, but it looks like we're almost time for our guest. We're going to take a couple minute break, and when we return, uh, our guest, uh, automotive enthusiast and all around great car guy, Mr. Wade Kawasaki, is going to join us, and I would imagine he's Somewhere. Well, he's not here, so we don't know where he is, but we'll find out when we come back. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast uh, from beautiful, sunny Morgantown, Pennsylvania. And we are joined by our guest today, Mr. Wade Kawasaki, car enthusiast. And, well, there's a lot of things we'll talk about that he's done in the car world. Uh, but uh, he's coming to us from also sunny Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is a fond place in my heart. Uh, welcome, Wade. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, great day here, as you said, in Chattanooga. 
look forward to chatting with you. Yeah, me too. I, you know, you're, you're a displaced California guy in Chattanooga, man. What did you think about Chattanooga before you went there? You got to be thinking it's, you know, corn pipe, corn pipes and uh, walking barefoot on the sawdust, right? Well, I'll tell you, it was it was tough. I, you know, when 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 I used to come visit here, I used to spend one week here right. a month. And uh, you know, at that time, Corky was trying to get me to move out. I said, "There's no way I'm going to move to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Absolutely no way. I can't go from Los Angeles to Chattanooga, Tennessee. I have to make a stop somewhere. You know, maybe live in Dallas for a little while or Austin, Texas. Yeah, I, I, I would have to have." Something that would bridge that gap, but sure. I gotta tell you, I, I've lived here eight years now. It's an amazing city, and uh, you know, we, my wife and I just really, really enjoy it here. We uh, great people. Oh yeah, absolutely. We uh, every friend that I ever brought kicking and screaming to to Tennessee, East Tennessee, from Los Angeles. I lived out there back in the early eighties, and I would just have to drag them there. But once I got them there, they just fell in love with it. The Smoky Mountains and the the, oh, river, yeah. the river rafting in Ocoee and Chattanooga and all that. So uh, we uh, yeah, well, you moved there uh, obviously because uh, yeah. you were involved with Coker Tire and uh, right. and uh, that uh, evolved into some. other other companies and a new company. What's uh, where? Where are you currently well, staying yeah, with that? I know started out. You know, Corky and I were partners in Coker Tire. Uh, moved out here about eight years ago. We started acquiring other companies. So we acquired Wheel of Antiques. We acquired Munchner Timer Ruffin in Germany, which is the largest supplier of vintage and collector car tires in Europe. And so uh, it started building into the Coker kind of the Coker group. Right. Uh, that at one point we decided, hey, now is a good time. Uh, to look at exiting and uh, to to sell the company, and the family wanted to get out. So uh, you know, we we I went through a sale process. We were able to be acquired uh, by a private equity group. Uh, they required me, as you just mentioned, to stay for three years as CEO, which which was fine. I, I love our team. Sure. I love our customers. I love the industry. I love all of our partners. You know, we, we've got great partners like you guys are sure. a great partner. Thank you for all of your business. But, you know, we've got Haggerty and Hemmings, all these great partners that we I really enjoyed that interaction with. And so I didn't have a problem staying with the, uh, staying those three years. But uh, those three years are up. I'm still a partner within the company, still deeply care about the company its partners and its customers so still really involved in that but now i'm i'm out of the kind of the day-to-day operations uh you know i i always tease i would i would love a regular (laughs) full-time job now like a 40-hour full-time job not an 80-hour full-time job like the one i had I'm a hundred percent with you. If you, if you find one of those gigs for me, let me know. You know, listen, uh, you know, because there is no off days anymore in work. You know, you know as well as I do that you're answering your phone because if you don't, or if you don't answer the emails, then it's going to be, you're going to have too much on your plate come Monday morning. So you you just have to take it and go. I have to ask you a question now. Sure. The most important question I'm going to ask you is how in the world do you have a picture of you and Max Verstappen in, I'm assuming, an Aston Martin uh, from yes. somewhere back in the day? Where did that come from? <laughs> I'm jealous. Well, it, was, it, was a, it was a fortunate thing at the SEMA show. And I think it was in – I, I forget exactly what year it was. Max was 20 years old. But uh, Max actually came to the SEMA show after he just won the Mexican Grand Prix wow. to do some donuts and one of the Red Bull – cars out in, at our um out in our uh SEMA ignited and so we 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 did that and I was able to get him in a car and drive him to SEMA ignited spent two hours just alone with him in a car wow. two car guys talking about car stuff the 
that young man, unbelievably poised, unbelievably mature, just a great guy to have a two-hour conversation about cars. Well, and you know as well as I do that car guys are car guys. We always see it. We say it about the auctions. You can have the you know a, a guy who's a blue-collar worker. You can have a middle-income guy, and you right. can have a wealthy guy, and they're all talking as if they're on the same page. And I'm sure that happened with you and Max. And you talk about poise, and I mean the guy is just unbelievable to watch him and and the way he carries himself and handles himself uh it's mighty impressive to watch it, it certainly is and i mean what an amazing talent right i mean then when he won the mexican grand prix that car was very tough to drive it was very difficult oh. and it was down on power and still he was able to make that thing go and make that uh and make that car win and I just did an amazing job, and of course now as world champion, it's uh, an exciting to watch that growth. Absolutely. Well, and watching him, uh, what he did with uh, Charles Leclerc uh, last weekend in Miami. I mean, he had, yeah. we thought Leclerc was going to get him at a couple of different points there towards the end, and he just didn't have the, you know, that straight line speed that the Red Bull car had was just un, uh, untouchable. Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. I wish I'd have gone to that race. My son kept trying to talk me into going, and I, you know, we're we travel so much. It's so hard to get away to do everything you want to do and that's got to be tough for you how do you how do you determine on your schedule when what you say yes to and what you say no to yeah you know that's a really tough thing you know but uh, basically i kind of lay out my schedule for the year i look at those things that i must attend and then we try to kind of backfill it in with with other things and so uh yeah and and that's the exciting thing you know we're passionate car enthusiasts so we get to do these things i mean gonna in the past it would be oh i have to do all of this stuff well now i I get to do it so it's it's a fun thing in fact we're just finalizing plans for some of the things that we're going to be doing in monterey with car guy adventures and so that's how kind of far out we are with monterey and sema and then the pri show sure sure and the car guy adventures for those of our listeners and watchers that don't know explain a little bit about that that uh, what you do with that yeah so you know we started car guy adventures and i mean coker tire has a great social media presence but we really found that influencers are what really move the needle and so we said hey you know what let's go ahead and put car guy adventures together so i did that and i started just sharing some of the things i got to do right especially during covid and that's when the thing really took off when i said hey people aren't getting aren't able to go to these great car events so I'm there. I might as well just grab my iPhone, put it up, and start doing some selfie videos, and they kind of took off from there. So just the ability to let people share some of the cool car guy things that are going on around the world. Sure, absolutely. And, I mean, that's that's part of it. I mean, we some people have to live vicariously through others sometimes just to experience these things. I mean, not everybody can yeah. go to Monterey. Not everybody can go yep. to Scottsdale in January or or yeah. any of the big events or Amelia Island. I mean, it's it's – it's expensive to do these things by the time, right. you know, hotel rooms are just, it's just unbelievable how expensive it is. I can't believe my, between what I paid for a pickup truck and what I pay for a hotel room, I'm sure my dad and my grandfather are rolling over in their graves, you know, it's just expensive. So it's nice to be able to, we, we don't always realize that, you know, we're all kind of insulated and we go to all these events and we get to experience all these things, but we don't, you don't always realize that not everybody gets to do that. And so yeah. this next best thing is to have somebody like you go there and experience it like you do with Meekum. You seem to have a really good, uh, relationship with Meekum and uh, do a lot of things with them. Is that by design or is that just part of the the events that you do? Yeah, it's certainly by design. I mean, uh, Dana Meekum and Frank, they do a great job at that auction. They do a great job of bringing entry-level people that may have never, ever been on a car 
gone to an auction, bring those people into the auction, help them understand what's going on, and then being able to have them bid and, and purchase the, the car of their dreams. And so it, it's a great relationship. Of course, Corporate Tire is a major sponsor for Meekum, so that kind of connected me into that. But, yeah, enjoyed that auction, enjoyed bringing people in. You, you mentioned that super expensive going to some of these events. You're absolutely right, but a lot of people don't even know about these events. Exactly, right? yeah. So they've never bid on a car. So hopefully they feel comfortable enough after they watch me go through all of this and i've gotten a number of messages and this is the best thing in the world right i've gotten a number of private messages where people say hey never went to these auctions started watching you watch it on tv went to the Meekum auction at Kissimmee and bought a car yeah and now my kids yeah my kids <laughs> love it every my all my neighbors love it it's just the greatest thing yeah i love that part of the hobby of, of turning somebody on to the hobby and, uh, yeah. and I, I you know we we always we jokingly call it the hobby I, you know it, it is a you know it's a business now there's no question about it we all consider that it's a it's not only a hobby, it's a business, but I'm going to always refer to it as a hobby because in my mind, that's what it is and that's what it always will be. So, you know, <laughs> so the, one of the things, one of the events is right in your backyard and we were talking about is the Chattanooga Concour and uh, the Grand Prix mm-hmm. and, and the whole event that they do in a short period of time. That's become kind of a must attend event for everybody. What's what, what set that event apart from everything else? Yeah, well, what really set it apart is you have one area, you have one concord that doesn't only bring you a concourse d'elegance, which is just a first-class concourse, but also there's a cruise-in attached to that and a car show attached to that, and then there's vintage racing attached to that and an auction attached to that. So you, you have all these cool car guy things going on. In one place, it's very reasonably priced. The hotels and the restaurant in this area are very reasonably priced. You could drive in if you don't live here. Really enjoy all four of those things going on at once. And it's just a wonderful experience. Uh, you know, they signed a three-year agreement for the racetrack. So the first year of the racetrack, uh, was there, you know, it still kind of shaking things out. Sure. This year, the racetrack will be much better and it'll continue to get better. But the event is just a phenomenal event. Well, everybody I've talked to that's participated on the race side of it says that, that every year or the past two years, it's gotten better every time they've gone there. So, you know, right. it just, it, it keeps improving and that's all you can ask because that's not an easy space to jump into any type of automotive event, whether it's an auction or a concours or a cruise in or whatever. None of it's easy to just jump into. You can't just say, Oh, I'm going to do that. That looks easy and fun. Well, yeah, it does look easy and fun, but it's not. It requires a lot of work and heavy lifting. It does. And Byron DeFore, his passion for Chattanooga, for that downtown area, and for the automobile, and, of course, the neurological center here at Erlanger that benefits from all of this, uh, I'll say that is what is really driving it. And uh, I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed if you come and see Chattanooga and go to the Motorfest. I absolutely second that because uh, I got to experience it. I was there a couple of years ago, and it was great. And uh, we keep, we'll keep we be there again this year. We're sponsoring uh, one of the teams that uh, races there as well, too. And uh, that's always fun to be, you know, I get to be a sponsor of a car. It's it's, you know, yeah. it's a little small deal, but 
it's a big deal to me because, you know, it's yeah. you always dreamed about, you know. Uh, I know that I dreamed about cars. I, I, you know, part of the things that got me excited about cars back in the day um, were, you know, some certain television shows and movies. And, you know, of course, I did the Hot Wheels and Matchbox and all that. But like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you know, that was a great car movie. And that kind of <laughs> got me interested in cars. But I never really understood a lot about cars. And uh, the more that I'm getting involved in it, the better I am. And, you know, to live the dream, I mean – it's not work as much as, you know, maybe people think that, you know, yes, it's a lot to do, but, but when you do something that you're passionate about, it just doesn't get any better than that. Oh, absolutely. You never have to work a day in your life, right? <laughs> exactly right. And you've got to do some bucket list things. I'm, and have you done to some of the events that you've done and participated in? I know that, uh, Coker was a big sponsor or the main sponsor of the great race, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get to? Yeah, so we- yeah, so we actually own the great race. Oh, okay. So that was one of the one of the things that we, we do. So when you own the great race, unfortunately, you now cannot participate <laughs> in the great race. Gotcha. But, uh, well, you know, that's I, part I, of it. You can't have everything, right? So anyway, when we return, yeah. uh, we'll continue with Wade Kawasaki and uh, talk some more things automotive and uh, cool cars and events and all those great things. We'll be back in a minute. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford? or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you. Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio, live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast, live from the Classic Auto Mall studio at Classic Auto Mall in beautiful downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania. You know, we're... Uh, it's a uh, it's a blessing what we have here, and we're so thankful to have it and uh, to be able to build a studio in our massive building and uh, you know uh, intersperse it around cars and then have great guests like Mr. Wade Kawasaki. Thanks for being on this morning. We appreciate you being here, and uh, we're talking about events and cars, and you can't do the great race uh, because of your ownership. How about the tail of the dragon? Have you done that? 
I have done tail like the dragon. I'll tell you, that. and that's one of the beautiful things about living in Chattanooga, Tennessee, is you're so close to just the most beautiful driving roads in the world. I've got a garage full of cars here at home, and I just love taking on the tail of the dragon. It's such a great ride. So, what's your go-to fun car to get in when you need to go blow off some steam and uh, you know <laughs> get the cobwebs out? Really, my go-to car is my daily driver. My daily driver. Uh, Jack Roush built me a Roush Stage 3 uh, Mustang back in 2019 and uh, just really did a great job with it. It's a one-of-one car. It's in a vintage livery. I think you might be able to see that helmet over my right shoulder. I do. (laughs) That gave me that as a gift, which was a a wonderful thing. But, uh, yeah, they they put together an amazing Roush Stage 3 Mustang and then put a lot of their race car technology in it, you know, race car carbon fiber splitters and rear diffusers. We sent the car over to Speedcore. They didn't, you were very familiar with the guys yeah. at Speedcore. They had a great vintage livery on the car, installed a six point roll cage, have a drift brake put into it. And oh, literally, that's what I drive every day. So, so I, I blow so, off a lot of steam in that. So you paid off the local cops, I guess, right? <laughs> they see you coming or hear you coming, right? They can definitely hear me coming. I don't hide from anybody. <laughs> well, you know, we have some great little, not quite the tail of the dragon, but some great roads around here. And it's fun just to every once in a while just take off and go drive just for no particular reason. You know, that, that was, I grew up doing that. I mean, we, when we were kids, we would just take off and go drive. We didn't even have a particular destination. It was just time to go somewhere. You know, well, and I got to admit, so one of our companies is in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Universal Vintage Tire, and it is one of my favorite places to ride my Harley. Just jump on the Harley, ride around Hershey. Pennsylvania, it's just gorgeous. Well, so this you Amish, guys have great driving as well. Yeah, the Amish country is beautiful, and uh, it's uh, you know all farmland and really, really pretty part of the world, and lots of little places. It's always funny I say because we're an hour west of Philadelphia, and you can literally go to neighborhoods that are like. 20 minutes west of Philadelphia and you'd think you're in the south. I mean, it's, it's, you know, hills and tree lined streets and you have no idea. You know, it's like when people think of New York, they think of New York City, not New York, the state with all the beautiful roads and lakes and different things to do. But, but I tell you what, uh, East Tennessee, uh, is near and dear to my heart. And, uh, it's a, you know, like I said, a beautiful part of the world and, you know, lots of fun things to do and drive. And now I got to ask you though, have you, um, have you been to Goodwood? Because that's on my bucket list, and I haven't been yet. Yeah, so I'm very, very fortunate, and, and uh, I'll tell you, uh, it was wonderful. Both the Goodwood Revival and Goodwood Festival of Speed, I've been to both events a number of times. Love that event. Charles does an amazing job, especially at at uh, uh, Goodwood Revival, where really he brings that whole Goodwood estate back to the 20s and 30s and uh i mean from the buses that are taking people in every piece of that estate is back in the 20s including how everybody dresses so right. you're dressed in period attire and if you told people to dress in period attire here in america you'd get maybe 20 percent participation with <laughs> yeah. that right yeah. you get like it's like 99 percent participation that yeah wonderful we're, event. we're we're funny like that i think we're all so set in our ways around here that we, we don't want to we, we don't want to deviate too much because or, or, or we may think that we kind of look silly i don't know but you know looking silly is okay watch the kentucky derby i mean there's some yeah, <laughs> that's it you know there's some silly hats there <laughs> there absolutely is uh so you you mentioned that your roush mustang what else you got in the garage that's interesting that you you like to uh drive so yeah, so it, it's, it's a, it's a Ford stable right now. Uh, I, I have cars here in Chattanooga. I also have cars in Los Angeles. 
Uh, but, you know, I was very fortunate and very honored to be selected as uh, one of those folks that got a, a new Ford GT. Wow. So I have a, yeah, so I have a new Ford GT. I uh, took delivery, uh, bought it about a year ago, and it's just a phenomenal car to drive. Yeah. I mean, it really is a race car that you're allowed to drive on the street. It The handling is is unbelievable. Multimatic did a phenomenal job of building that car with a carbon fiber tub. I mean, and that EcoBoost V6 engine is just crazy. Yeah. So it's a definitely a fun car to drive, really handles well. And uh, in fact, I've got a track day coming up at Road Atlanta. I can't wait. Oh, I was just there a couple of weeks at Road Atlanta. I love Road Atlanta. What a great track. You're going to have a blast. That's so much fun. So <laughs> I know that you were spent many years involved with SEMA and are still involved yeah. with them. And you were the, the, you know, the various positions that you held. Um, where, what's the future with SEMA? What, what's their prognosis for what we'll see in the next 10 or 15 years? And, you know, so, you know, obviously the industry is changing, electrification is coming, uh, you know, front and center to what is going on. You know, me personally, I I think I I believe, uh, like you do, that the ICE engines aren't going anywhere, that uh, it's hard for me to understand how electrification is going to, you know, kind of take over the United States when our power grid is incapable of sustaining that kind of electrification uh, and that infrastructure behind actually putting that in place is going to take decades to put into place. So I, I don't quite get that. I think a, a more renewable fuel source is out there. I think hydrogen uh, would be a, a great fuel source. And But on that same token, SEMA's got an entire electrification section of the SEMA show where you have a number of new customers, or not new customers, new members of SEMA that are all, that are literally Tesla modification companies. And, and so, yeah, I, I we really see that as part of the future, not all of the future, uh, but definitely going to start to uh, uh, be able to focus not only on electrification, but hydrogen fuels and uh, all the things that are coming in our future. Because the one I see is Americans, as Americans, and actually globally, you know, we want to customize, we want to personalize our vehicles, sure. right? We don't want a cookie cutter vehicle like everybody else has. We want to show our style, our personality. And so we're going to make sure that we always have a way for people to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that there is a place for electric vehicles, maybe in city <laughs> situations mm-hmm. where you're not driving long distances. Yep. But there's so many hurdles to overcome with the electric car, uh, the battery technology and all that. And re- realizing that battery, a uh, battery is not a power source. It's a storage source of power. Right. And so all of that is, you know, changes the, the dynamics. And I'm glad to see that SEMA is addressing it. And, you know, listen, we could all kind of put our head in the sand and say it'll never happen, but we know that that's not entirely true. It will happen to some degree. Let's just hope that you know, I don't think our grids can handle it. And there's so many things that, uh, you know, you, you, you have to be careful of, but, but we've got to also look towards the next generation of the car enthusiast and, and what's, what's going to get them excited. And one of the things that happened at Chattanooga is General Motors mm-hmm. brought out the Firebird 2 and a couple other concept cars. And you watch the kids around them. They were really excited about it. So I think that. Maybe moving forward that the future holds a lot of stuff, but also the past is important as well, too. Your kids are into cars or no? Yeah, fortunately, my kids are into cars. Good for you. <laughs> kind of at the kind of at the opposite ends of the, of the spectrum. But uh, my son Timothy is a deputy CEO over at Speedmaster, so they build racing products. Sure, um, obviously, and and so that's uh, an exciting 
field for him. And my daughter right now is actually does global events for Waymo. So for an electric car company. Wow. But both of them in the car business. So that's, that's kind of hey, a, a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. I, you know, I have a, my kids just kind of look at me like, you know, do we have to take that business someday? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe they'll get into my daughter's pretty much into it. But you know, we, when the passion is great, we see thousands of people every week through our place here in Morgantown and a lot of families and a lot of kids. And, and, uh, we we're starting to, you know, work on some programs with the kids to get them more involved and to get them to, to, to understand the, you know, the, the, they, we want them to enjoy it, but they have to be respectful of the cars and that kind right. of thing. So we're, we're doing all those things. And then when you see, you know, Haggerty doing what they're doing and, uh, we hope to get involved with them to do some things as well. And I think that, uh, you know, their goal, McKeel's goal, McKeel Haggerty's goal is to, you know, make all these car events and, 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 car enthusiasts stick around and not go away and, and continue to increase because it's good for all of us and it's good for their business. Yeah, I'll tell you, McKeel and Soon Hager are good friends of ours and just a great guy, great partner uh, to be with. And really his vision, you know, beyond selling insurance is, is really amazing. Looking for those ways to continue to not only continue our, our, our hobby to continue, but also to expand. And, and that's the exciting thing. So sure. looking at a lot of those things and, and one of the things that, uh, you know, they, they have done is starting to acquire events, starting to change those events, make them more user friendly for younger people. So that, those are all good things. And, and one of the big ones that they just did is Radwood, which is focused on the nineties vehicle. Yeah. So, Really cool stuff and more coming down the road. Yeah. We, uh, I just saw the thing the other day about Radwood, uh, going to be in, uh, Philly, uh, coming up in May, the end of uh, this month, I believe. So, yeah. uh, that'll be interesting. I've never gone to the event, but everybody says it's a fantastic event. It, it is. So I, you know, I said, you know, people in the U.S. won't dress in period, but at Radwood, they actually do dress period. So. <laughs> well, good for them. You know, those Philadelphia people, they're a little different. So, uh, and it draws people <laughs> from all over, I'm certain. So, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to be involved with events. We have a nice large parking lot here and we've got uh, events that come here and use, utilize our facility. And it's not a profit center for us. It's just a way to, you know, give back to the hobby and let them be able to see, you know, all of our cars in here that are available uh, for sale and the barn finds that we have on display as well as the cars in the parking lot. We had a show here not too long ago had five or six hundred cars in our parking lot you know and it's it's wow. just it's it and it's fun for us it's it's not it's not it's part of growing what we are and what McKeel and his group have done at Haggerty and what Meekum has done for the auction and 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 Barrett Jackson and and all the people that are you know visible on there who'd ever thought that that auction you know auctioning a car on tele would be good television and it is good right. television it is great television. Yeah. And so, and it gets people. I mean, I know that, uh, friends of mine who don't own a classic car and never have, they watch those things religiously. Yeah. So that's encouraging to see that that's happening. I'd like to see the shows diversify a little bit more. Do you see, I think my, uh, Haggerty has gotten that, uh, you know, um, uh, some of the shows that they're doing are a little bit more than just about the build. Seems like so many shows were just about the build. What's your take on that? Do you, do you see, more Wayne Carini type shows and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what we're, we're trying to do with Car Guy Adventures, right? Is to showcase the automotive industry and say, Hey, it's about the people. It's about the places or the events and it's about the cars. But really car people, as you know, they're the best people in the world and starting to tell those stories is really getting interesting. It's really drawing people in that may not necessarily have been that car enthusiast growing up. So sure. we're, uh, we're trying to attach this, that, uh, attack this and 
a bunch of different angles. Well, we what we love the most is when somebody comes to our place and says, I'm not into cars. I, I never was into them, but I'm going to walk around and look. And when they leave, they say, oh, my goodness, I saw the car that my uncle had or my grandfather had or somebody in the family had or my boyfriend right. had. And it, and it it what we say is it's not just history. It's not just car history here. It's American history. You know, it's the history of our country is the automobile. Everything that happened in our lives happened around the automobile. Right. So, and you grew up in California. Uh, so, you know, working, I think you, I read that you worked in your dad's uh, service station, wrenching on cars and pumping gas. And yeah, that, that's it. You know, starting when I was 13 years old, so I actually <laughs> probably younger than that. Right. I uh, would, I would go out to, he had a uh, Shell gas station in downtown LA. And, uh, you know, it, that was in the early 70s. Wow. And I got to tell you, that was when all the, late 60s early 70s muscle cars all the guys were driving them they would be up on their way to to either go you know, road race in Mulholland or go to Dodger Stadium and do some illegal drive racing but <laughs> and, and I'll tell you the beauty of that was that was back when we checked the oil we checked the air and the tires we washed the windows <laughs> it gave me the opportunity to see all of those engines and all the engine options right. and start kind of memorizing and the beauty as you know back then is they used to say how many cubic inches you know, how many carburetors it had on it, how much horsepower it made, right on the air cleaner, right on the valve covers. So got to learn all about that, got to learn about wheel and tire combinations when I put the air in the tires. And when I uh, washed those windows, I got to see all the interior options. So it's something that really stuck with me. Sure, sure. Yeah, the rest of us just seeing them drive past us didn't get to experience all that part of it. And that's a valid point. I never really thought about it in that respect. And uh, that's fantastic. So uh, I guess you're uh, headed to uh, Mecham Indy here any day now, right? Yes, I am. I'm <laughs> headed for Mecham Indy Sunday. I'm, I'm actually, I've got, so, you know, my weekends are, are pretty hectic, as you can imagine. My next couple of weeks are pretty hectic. I, I imagine. Got, we have uh, uh, Nashville Good Guys on Friday and Saturday, so I'm looking forward to that and hanging out with some friends over there. And then I'll, I'll leave for Indy on Sunday to do the Indy Mecham auction for the week. We've got Indy qualifying that, uh, right. that following weekend, so I'll be there. <laughs> uh, for qualifying, uh, back here for a few days and then, uh, back, uh, for the, oh, I forgot one thing on Sunday, uh, the 22nd after qualifying, we'll be attending PRI is opening our first location in Indianapolis. So it's right there on Speedway, right next to Delara. It's just a great facility. Wow. Allows to continue to expand the racing industry as well as the sure. the racing hobby. But, you know, that, that's something I, I'm really proud of in, you know, during my time as chairman of the board of SEMA, really pushing for this individual membership to be able to have SEMA's bandwidth kind of switch over to PRI and really help PRI as much as it's helped SEMA. Sure. So, looking at legislative regulatory issues, you know, the issues with sound that you mentioned earlier yep. with racing. And so really trying to come alongside the racing industry is to see what we can do to help because we know racing drives the entire aftermarket. So that PRI Indianapolis uh, location is going to be a great place for people to gather, people to come to- together and really understand what PRI is doing. Well, thank you for everything you do in the hob- for the hobby and in the hobby. And anything we can do to help you let us know in our small little way, we'll be glad to. And uh, enjoy, Mika, and uh, great to have you on. We'll hope to have you on again some other time. All righty. See you. Take care, Wade. Take care, Stuart. Thank you. And when we return, we'll talk a little bit more about some uh, inventory that we got in here and some other car things as well. We'll see you in a couple minutes. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. 
You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Did you just knock over the trash can? What the heck? <laughs> the studio's not big enough for both of us. <laughs> yeah, this place is a little, getting a little cramped. Goodness gracious. Great guest, Wayne wow. Kawasaki. Great guy. Dream gig. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, his involvement with SEMA, involvement with uh, Coker Tire, his involvement with, uh, you know, the television side of it and Meekum and all those things. Just one of those guys that, you know, and he's just a genuinely likable guy, too. You know, that's – you meet so many people that are at the top of their industry. And I'm not talking about in the car world because the car world's different. But in other industries that are just – they're not very nice people mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And, and uh, just everybody that we've had on – from Ray Evernham to Wade Kawasaki to Steve Bignante. Very gracious with their time. Very, you know, just good people. Car people, man. Car people. Yep. That's what we keep saying. If car people ran the world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, talking about late model cars selling for a premium. You know, we were talking about that earlier. And uh, it's amazing the difference between, you know, you get a 77 Cadillac and it is got 80,000 miles on it. It might be worth four or $5,000. You get a 77 Cadillac with 80 miles on it, maybe worth forty or $50,000, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's amazing. So if you find a low-mileage, late-model car out there, give us a call. Let us know. We'll be glad to give you an idea of what we think it's worth and what it could be worth and, and what you might be able to sell it for and all that. And we're here for that. You know, not only... Are we here just to sell cars or just to consign cars? You know, if you need advice, if you're looking for a particular part, if you're looking for uh, some help on finding the right wheels for your 87 Mustang, give us a call. We'll mm-hmm. be glad to help you. You can call us 888-227-0914, or you can reach us at, at info at classicautomall.com, or you can find us on all the social sites. Uh, um, That's right. TikTok, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and YouTube. And I, I talked to a lot of the sales, uh, I'm not, not sales, oops, car specialists Thank you. that you have here. I'm officially one <laughs> yes, of those. Now, yes, and, you your license came and, today. Yes. <clears throat> and apparently they keep lists of guys looking for particular cars too. Correct. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So if you if there's a particular car you can't find out on the market, let us know. And when it comes in, we'll certainly uh, put you on the top of the list to call you. And there's no obligation. We're not going to make you buy it. You know, if, you, no. if it's something you're interested in, then, you know, we'd, we'd love to let you know ahead of time, kind of ahead of the curve. And, uh, you know, because there's some great cars out there, but the great cars usually don't last very long. That's right. So what happens is, is you're interested and you're looking for a car, you find one, and by the time you can react or do something, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And and we had that happen we talked about last week about uh, the guy who had the Shelby Mustang, and he just said, I don't care if I'm paying over whatever price it is. I want it, and every time I've tried to find it, it's sold or gone, and I don't get it. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's so funny because you meet so many people in this hobby who have different you know motivations or 
of different things or or different uh, ideas of, about the hobby. And it's great when the guy who just says, "I got to have that car. I don't care what it costs. I'm uh, it, money is no object." And, and and they don't mean that arrogantly. Mm-hmm. It's not you know. It's not look at me. I can buy whatever I want. It means that if you find the right one, I'll just pay whatever because I know that I may only get one chance for the right one. Right. So yeah, uh, uh, really important. I, speaking of the right ones, we were talking about bat earlier. Bring a trailer. Uh, R five Renault Turbo R five for the bad boy Turbo uh, Renaults back in the mid eighties eighty five. This one was sold for one hundred fifty six thousand. No kidding. And they were just like a little La car. Yeah, <laughs> with massive oh, fenders. You know right. what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. big wide wide yeah. wide skirts and. Uh, and I'd forgotten about a car that I love that I saw down at Road Atlanta, which is the Datsun five ten wagon. 510 wagon. Yeah. You don't see those on the road. And they're so boxy and plain. And most people would say, why do you like something like that? What is the charm of that? I don't know. It's just something about the right. era and where we grew up and when we grew up uh, that that was just mm-hmm. one of those cool cars. And did you see what we got the uh, match to my car, the the chick version of the uh, Porsche 911? <laughs> that it's an automatic with a oh, hard automatic. top. Oh, yeah, automatic. With a hard top. Okay. You know? So uh, – <laughs> Most of them are – you can't hardly find the manuals in any cars anymore. I mean, there's not many cars that still have a manual transmission, even Ferraris. That's right. Now, they have semi-automatics, which are paddle-shifted, and you have to shift on the paddle, and you can't just put it in drive and go, point and go. Uh, But but very few cars. I don't know. It would be interesting to know the statistics on how many uh, manual transmissions are out there. I'll get that for you. Get that. I'd like to have that. Get on that, Ethan. Next week. Ethan. (laughs) And I'll tell you a car, another car that's going through the roof lately, or S. 2000 Hondas. Oh, yeah. Have you driven one? I've never driven I've one. I've never driven one, but I lust after them. Yeah, they're great cars, but my goodness, they're getting, you know, thirty and $40,000 right. they're selling for yep. these days. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, one of those things that uh, um, you never expected them to, to be that. But they're high revving. Uh, they're like a, I don't know, they're like a Miata on steroids, I think. Right. You know? Well balanced, apparently, mm-hmm. and very simple analog yeah. stuff inside, a real well, shifter. And- Honda has always been great with stuff. I mean, look at mm-hmm. the NSX. The mm-hmm. NSX was a way overlooked car. Yep. That was a great car and uh, very Honda-esque mm-hmm. when you were driving at normal speeds. And when you were at nine or ten tenths, uh, it was a screamer. You know? Ethan and I saw a, a mid-2000s Toyota MR2 today, which is super rare with the big yeah. kind of big weird taillights. Yeah. But yeah. tiny little car. Yeah. And they haven't really found their audience yet. But no, I but they, they probably will now because mm-hmm. you brought it up. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> See, I, I was going to corner the market on oh, those. Well. <laughs> well, maybe next time. So. Uh, but anyway. Uh, one of the things, too, you know, another segment of the hobby is kit cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking with somebody about this the other day. We were It was interesting because you got to make sure when you build a kit car or a assembled car that wasn't manufactured by General Motors or Ford or Chrysler or anybody – that there's some some things that you got to look out for, and, and first and foremost is a lot of states, including Pennsylvania, don't put the year on the title. Oh, really? So it's just blank. Oh, so you're talking about things like the backdraft, uh, a backdraft Cobra, mm-hmm. or a uh, you know a, a replica MGTD, or mm-hmm. a replica you know 917 Porsche, right. or any of those replicas that are not they're usually fiberglass bodied, or and uh, they're they're not manufactured by a major right. manufacturer. So they get these special uh, exemptions, and they don't put a year on the title, and mm-hmm. and you've got to fight for that because. Mm-hmm. We can't sell a car overseas without a year on the title. And a lot of German buyers love the kit Cobras. Right. But if it doesn't have a year on it, it has to be older than 1985 on the year on the title. Huh. And if it doesn't have that, 
They can't buy it. They can't import it. And then, of course, we send a car to California or Arizona and says they say, wait a minute. There's no year on this car. Mm -hmm. So make sure if you buy a kit car and you go to your local DMV, do whatever it takes to get them to put a year on there. And the other thing at your DMV to always remember, too, is if you've got a low-mileage, late-model car like we were talking about Mm – when you renew it, make daggum sure that they don't exempt that thing. Because anything over 10 years, a lot of times they have a tendency just to say exempt mm-hmm. on it because mileage doesn't matter. You don't have to do an odometer statement over 10 years and things like that. But it's important to keep that paper trail of that mileage of that car because if it goes exempt, then you got really no mm-hmm. way to document mm-hmm. that the car was, you know, the original low mileage. And, and, and also with the fact with trying to sell a car, you know, without the year on it, it's very, very difficult to some areas. So it's things to, uh, uh, to check against. And also, the one thing that none of us do and that we should all do is when you buy a car, check the VIN against the title. I was going to say that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, oh, come on. Well, how's there going to be a mistake? Man, there are mistakes like you. One digit believe. can mess up the whole thing. One digit. It could be an S instead of a 5. It can be a B instead of an 8. And all of a sudden, now you've got a problem. Right. And right. so many people buy a car. Don't check the VIN. Sell the car. Don't check the VIN. The new buyer doesn't check it. It goes Mm. on and on and on and on. And five or six owners later, you find out that the VIN doesn't match what's on the title that you have. And it's like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? And depending on what state you're in, that could be an easy fix uh or it could be a lengthy fix. That's exactly right. And so always always make sure and and watch that. And uh, did you watch uh, any of the Formula One race this past weekend? I I did not. Ethan, did (laughs) you watch it? He told me to talk about it, but I didn't didn't catch any of it. Well, I I did not catch this one. However, um, I did see a clip of a crash from – Oh, really? I, I'm not sure if it was a super recent Formula right, One right, race, right. but it was. I, I did hear that the driver and everyone survived. Sur- was yeah. okay, and everything was, was there. A okay, crash but- in Miami? Well, there was. There was a. There was uh, only I think one crash. Really, there was one that uh, they kind of got wheel to wheel on. That's the problem with open wheel racing, is that when those two wheels, when two wheels from two <laughs> separate cars come together, it's not like NASCAR where the wheels are are covered, mm-hmm. uh, not covered, but they're, they're they don't extend out beyond the bodywork. So when you rub up against a guy in NASCAR, you're just rubbing body to body mm-hmm. and not wheel to wheel. You rub up to a guy in Formula One, the two wheels, yeah. open wheels that are coming together. <laughs> Not a pleasant thing. But, yeah, uh, Max Verstappen, uh, Red Bull won, and uh, held off the charge of uh, Charles Leclerc, uh, who drives for Ferrari. And uh, he had a chance to, to catch up. It looked like a great race, and it looked like, uh, you know, lots of people there. And, mm-hmm. you know, renewed interest, or I guess new interest in Formula One in the United States is, you know, it's always been huge all over the world. Uh, but in the United States, it's certainly uh, just now coming along and uh so it's it's good to see i I heard some complaints on the track that it was a little marbly on the on the outer parts and you couldn't really pass oh really so it's one of those things that uh, they'll they'll figure it out as they go and uh hopefully it'll get better and better and that formula one will continue to be a a viable sport in the united states we've got a race in vegas coming up this year so we'll have three races uh austin uh miami and las vegas so uh so when we return next week uh, we'll have some guests here. It may just be me and you talking. Or, okay. Uh, who knows? We, we never know. Plenty to talk about. I'm going out you, of town you, this weekend. So You didn't cover half your stuff here. You got, you got, we have plenty more got, to talk about. I got pages to talk about here. So uh, <laughs> a, we appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll hope to see you again here in, uh, next week. Take care, everybody. We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. 
We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.